This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody, LSU in South Carolina. Just a couple days now from kicking off in Tiger Stadium, a 6 o'clock Central Time kickoff on ESPN. The game moved back just a couple hours uh, from that original 2 o'clock start time. So now we got a little Saturday night in Death Valley with me to preview this matchup of the two SEC opponents, Sonny Ship, Sonny, uh, we've got uh, quite the week in Baton Rouge monitoring Miles Brennan's status. It doesn't look like he's going to be able to play. This one will be a matchup with LSU most likely rolling out a true freshman quarterback at uh, to make his college debut in either Max Johnson or TJ Finley. Uh, this game has plenty of intrigue in that regard. Uh, let's open with that. We, we've been able to hear from Ed Ogeron and some of the players now. What are your thoughts entering the matchup just on the, the two freshman quarterbacks that LSU's trying to decide beso- uh, between for this matchup? Well, <clears throat> well, first of all, uh, LSU can't catch a break. You know, uh, going into the season, we had said that, uh, you know, they've got to have good luck on the injury front, and they've had a key starter out of – at least one key starter out of every game that they've played so far. And, uh, you know, I think this is the biggest loss, though, even bigger than Derek Stingley out against Mississippi State. Uh, you know, Brennan putting up huge numbers, 370 yards a game, which ranks number three in the country in passing. Now you've got to – now you have to turn the reins over to a true freshman who has never taken a snap at the college level in an offense that that has not run the ball very effectively at all, averaging 64.5 yards a game on the ground in both of their losses. And, um, you know, that that's going to – that that is something that Miles Brennan has did not have the benefit of having, but you were able to get by with it because Brennan was a fourth-year junior. Now it is imperative that you establish some sort of a running game, but LSU can't all of a sudden go back to the uh, to the less miles ground and pound philosophy. Uh, you know, to to beat South Carolina, you're gonna have to throw the ball. You're gonna have to keep Will Muschamp from from stacking the box with eight defenders. And the only way that you're going to do that is to make them pay in the uh, in in the passing game. So uh, you know whether it's whether it's Max Johnson, whether it's T.J. Finley, whoever it is, they're going to have to give LSU some semblance of a passing attack. They don't have to throw for 370 yards a game, uh, 370 yards on Saturday, but you got you better do enough to keep that uh, South Carolina defense honest. Yeah, I think that's going to be the key is – and LSU is not going to suddenly go back to high formation or anything, I wouldn't think. But they, they're going to have to run the ball, like you mentioned. Ed Ogeron said that this week. That's going to be a key for them is probably possessing the ball a little bit more than they have, uh, you know, in, in the first uh, 
you know, three games, that's obviously something you want to do every week. But I think this week, you know, taking the time of possession battle to South Carolina will be critical because, you know, South Carolina could run the ball. Kevin Harris, their running back, is one of the best in the SEC at this point this year. He's got almost 500 total yards of offense and well over 400 yards of uh, rushing. So he can do a little bit of everything. Colin Hill's their quarterback. And Ed O'Shawn had some nice things to say about him. But this South Carolina offense that LSU is going up against isn't one that I don't think necessarily scares you. And especially with kind of their receiving core not being anything to write home about, I think a, a true time of possession battle for LSU with either true freshman quarterback at the helm is, is going to be critical here. Yeah, it's going to be critical. Um, you know, there's there's no question about that. And you you had alluded to something uh, that I think is a uh, you know is is a very good point, and that is South Carolina does a very good job of playing keep away with its opponents. It um, it averages thirty three minutes um, a game in time of possession, plus a little bit of change, and uh, that is number nine in the country, and so number one in the SEC. And so LSU is going to, you know, LSU is going to have to keep the, keep the chains moving when they do have the football because that is something that South Carolina has been, has been good at. And on the flip side of it, South Carolina is one of the best in the country at not letting opponents convert on third down. And Ed Orgeron, he went back and he said that during the, during the uh, unexpected bye week last week in self-scouting, they saw that they needed to run the ball better in the early downs, particularly on first down. Uh, I don't know if anyone would disagree with that who has seen an LSU game this year, but that's going to be key because you've got to, you, you've got to give these true freshmen more manageable down and distances than miles Brennan had in the first three games. You know, you, you, you got to give them a third and three to where you have some options. You can do some short passes. You can do some quick passes, you don't want them to have to drop back and have to complete too many third down and 13 uh, situations. And, you know, the way that you do that is you've got to get some production in the early downs. But on the LSU has to, you know, predictability has been a problem for LSU on offense this year, particularly when they try to get the run game going. And that is something that they have to avoid. So they have to do a good job of mixing it up, of throwing some on first down with running more, with getting more run production on first down. And I think that will, uh, you know, that there will be a, you know, a, a good possibility of that happening, especially with getting Ed Ingram back. You know, that was a huge loss in the loss to, uh, to Missouri. Poor Charles Turner, he, he just got manhandled that game. And LSU really didn't uh, – you know, the entire offensive line was – was it was a lackluster performance. And uh, South Carolina plays physical. You know, they're, they are a, uh, they're a physical uh, bunch on both sides of the trench – both sides of the trenches. And so, uh, you know, that's uh, – getting that running game going, putting those young quarterbacks in favorable down and distances – that's going to be key if LSU is going to, uh, you know, to have a chance to pull what I would consider an upset, considering that you don't, you know, that you more than likely are not going to have Miles Brennan. 
I'm with you on the upset thing as well. I, I think even if, if Vegas ends up still having LSU as the favorite in this one, anytime you start a true freshman, and especially you, your true freshman quarterback is making his debut uh, in college football against an SEC team, you've got to take some pause and say, okay, can I mean, can this really happen? I, especially when you know it's not a Tua Tungabailoa or a Trevor Lawrence or whoever type of quarterback, at least you know, in the eyes of hype and rankings and all of those things. Um, we'll see, obviously, how Max Johnson and TJ Finley fare against South Carolina. I think the the big thing for LSU is the secondary, which has, you know, not had a pretty rough go, obviously, in its first three games, is not necessarily facing a team that is uh, elite in passing the ball by any means. Shy Smith is South Carolina's leading receiver, uh, and he has, you know, been kind of just fine. And then they're getting Jalen Brooks, uh, you know, eligible. He's somebody that really showed out in camp for them. And the NCAA finally granted his uh, waiver to play right away. And he's a big guy at 6'3", 190 pounds, uh, and coming from Wingate and Tarleton State. So he's ready to go. We'll see if he can step up because beyond, like I said, Shai Smith, they have not had much of anything at the receiver position. Defensively, LSU's, or excuse me, South Carolina's secondary – is not going to have Cam Smith in all likelihood. They are going to have Israel Mukuamu, who played actually one year at Parkway with Terrace Marshall. So they're familiar with each other. They're getting Aaron Sterling, who's a starter at defensive end back. So some some banged up Gamecocks heading into this one at the very least, which in the secondary does give you some hope that LSU's offense, like Ed Ogeron said, isn't going to change very you know, much at all for the most part. They've got Terrace Marshall. They've got Eric Gilbert. They've had, uh, you know, John Trey Kirkland emerge. Who's going to step up for LSU to give these young quarterbacks uh, a chance to have, you know, a solid passing uh, debut? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you don't know which one is going to step up, but I think more more than anything is that, you have to try to utilize some of your uh, some of your matchup advantages. Obviously, one is Terrace Marshall against anyone. J.C. Horn is a is a very good cornerback, but you also have uh, you know you have some other areas that you can attack. And I think one that you absolutely have to exploit. We saw it early on against Missouri before he got hurt. But you've got to you have to put Eric Gilbert matched up against a linebacker or even a or even a uh, a safety that doesn't have elite cover skills. And I think that that is a matchup that LSU can exploit. Also, think it's one that they absolutely have to have to uh, you know have to look for because we've seen it over and over again. A screen game is a young, inexperienced quarterback's best friend, and so is a tight end. And especially when you have a tight end that's 6'6", 250 pounds, has the catch radius and can catch the ball like Eric Gilbert, you have to take advantage of that, and you have to get him in some of those matchup situations that's going to be favorable for, uh, for him and for uh, these young quarterbacks. Yeah, that, that's a positive. I think for, for LSU, the biggest thing for me in this game is the offensive line playing well. You mentioned Ed Ingram coming back for LSU. This offensive line, it's almost like you have a motivating factor behind this offensive line, which is having a true freshman back there, not being able to run the ball well in the, the three previous games that you've played this year. 
this offensive line, I think, has to be a motivated bunch coming into this one because I do think they'd have a chance to move the ball, you know, fairly well on South Carolina. I was talking with somebody else, you know, one of our colleagues this week, and they were just saying, you know, this isn't a game that necessarily scares you, you know, outside of the fact that there's a true freshman quarterback back there. And if you're a motivated LSU team, you've heard the talk now for two weeks since that Missouri loss. I think this is an offensive line unit that really uh, is has to step up. And I feel like with Ed Ingram back, they've got a chance to do that. Yeah, if this offensive line doesn't step up this week with young and experienced quarterback getting getting shoved around by Missouri, a defensive front that was missing three defensive linemen. If it doesn't, uh, you know, if it doesn't put on its big boy pants and come out there and flex some muscle on Saturday, then I don't think that bodes well for any future games as far as this offensive line getting it together. Um, and you just have every reason to come out there and to say, okay, we got punched in the mouth last time we were out there. Let's get out there. We've got everybody back. We're ready to go. We're, you know, we're fresh. We've had a week off. We've got fresh legs. And uh, if that doesn't happen, then, uh, you know, I I think that is a, uh, that is a huge problem. That's, that's, for me, that's as big of a problem as we've seen on the defensive side of the ball so far uh, against Mississippi State and 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 uh, and against Missouri, to be honest. Yeah, one hundred percent. So I'm going to be watching the offensive line the most this week. Obviously, everybody will be watching the two true freshman quarterbacks, whoever LSU rolls out to start this one. But uh, Sonny, let's get to some predictions. This is obviously a weird game to figure out what the score is going to be what it could look like, what, what's your take on it, and, and uh, let's hit a score prediction here. Well, I'll tell you what, if Miles Brennan was playing and, uh, and, and if he – even if he was just a little banged up, um, you know, and he could play, I would, definitely, uh, I would definitely like LSU because I think, that the, I think that the passing game would not skip a beat. Coming into a game to where you have a true freshman making making his first start, um, you know, I, I, I kind of uh, – I was kind of thinking about this earlier today. And when I, we do our uh, – when I do our big prediction and uh, preview piece for Friday morning, you know, I've, I've always kind of uh, – you know, I've kind of strayed away from it and said, okay, taking the past results – because you didn't really have a lot of results that you could look at and that you could point to as evidence – well, now you've got three games, so you've got some evidence. So when you go in and when you look at it, you know, obviously without Miles Brennan, you, know, you can't give LSU the edge in the passing game just because you don't know what you're going to get out of, out, of these, uh, out of these true freshmen. When you look at the LSU running game against the South Carolina defense, look at what you've gotten in the two losses, 64.5 yards a game. Uh, that, that's not something that makes you – that makes you say, well, you know what, I, I think LSU's got the edge right here either. You go through, you look at the South Carolina passing game against the, uh, the LSU pass defense. Well, what makes you think all of a sudden that LSU, uh, you know, that the secondary is going to show up and that it's going to play up to its potential? It didn't against Mississippi State. It didn't against Missouri. So, once again, you know, I think that's something that you look at and you say that's even at best. 
South Carolina running game. They got Kevin Harris, the number three runner rusher in the SEC. Uh, one of three guys to average over 100 yards a game at 102. LSU defense. You look at what they did against Missouri. Missouri gashed them for almost 5.6 yards a carry. Mississippi State, the fact that they didn't run the ball is the only thing that makes the LSU run defense not look as bad as it has played. Uh, you know, the linebackers haven't played well. So we've heard that things are simplified, that there's going to be less commu less communication. It's going to be let's line up and let's play ball. Well, you look at the proof and you haven't seen that yet so far. So, you know, I can't pinpoint an area outside of special teams to where I say that LSU has a decided advantage yet. Personnel-wise, I think that they should, but we haven't seen it. We haven't seen the proof yet. And so, uh, you know, for this one, it's hard for me to – it's hard for me to all of a sudden see that this offense is going to, you know, is going to start being more efficient, which I think is an absolute must when you have a true freshman taking his first snap like LSU is going to more than likely have on Saturday. So, for me, I do think that the defense is going to play better. Um, I just don't think that the – the offense is going to be able to turn drives into touchdowns as much as they will need to. And uh, I'm going South Carolina 20, LSU 16. You were almost reading my mind, and I haven't sent Sonny my score prediction yet in terms of uh, – No, you haven't. Let's get that straight. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. But, I was, yeah, I was thinking like right in that 20 to 17, kind of just an ugly, ugly type of game. I. I can't at this point pick, you know, LSU with a true freshman quarterback. I, I'm sure, you know, this is a type of game that in the past you probably would say, you know, over the last you know, two, three years with that Ogeron at the helm that they're going to make you look bad on the prediction, I would say. Uh, but, I, you know, I guess this is a team that's just going to have to show us, you know, your only win this year is against Vanderbilt uh, so far. And, and like I said, now you're starting a true freshman quarterback in all likelihood, unless Miles Brennan, you know, miraculously recovers from this abdominal tear that he's got going on. Uh, but yeah, I'm with you. I I think 2017. You know, I do think they're going to be able to get two touchdowns out of it. Uh, they'll have a chance to to have some magic there in the final minutes and maybe go for a game winning score. But I just don't see it at this point. I, I think you know. If you're if you're picking LSU to win with a true freshman quarterback at this stage and what you've seen over the first three games, you're you probably got a little bit you know too much Homer in you uh, to do it. Uh, it's just you know this team's a little have too to much or a little too much bourbon in your Cheerios. Yeah, movie. we're recording at ten thirty as well, so I can tell you, you know, obviously we're both picking South Carolina, but none of that yet. But uh, you know, maybe if we were recorded this afternoon, Sonny, <laughs> somebody would have. <laughs> That'll come soon. That'll come soon. Uh, <laughs> that's why we record in the mornings. Um, but yeah, I, I just I can't see LSU pulling this one out just yet. You know, it, like I said though, I mean, the thing about Ed Ogeron is he makes a lot of people look bad in their predictions and and some of their takes. So maybe this will be one of those. That is it for this edition of the preview. Uh, maybe Shea Dixon will give you guys some positivity in his prediction. Uh, with with uh, our big game preview on Go 24-7. But until then, guys, keep it locked on Go 24-7. This one's going to be an interesting one. You won't want to miss it uh, for sure. The potential to see 
you know, a true freshman quarterback lead LSU to a win. There's no doubt about that. Either Max Johnson or TJ Finley most likely getting the call from Ed Ogeron. We'll find that out as this game gets closer and closer. But until then, guys, appreciate you guys listening to this edition of the podcast. A quick reminder to leave us a rating, leave us a review, and subscribe to the pod. But most importantly, join us Saturday night on the Go 24-7 message boards for the live thread. Jump in the conversation, 6 o'clock Central, as LSU takes on South Carolina. We'll be back with more coverage of this game as uh, the game will hit zeros at some point, and we'll have a lot to digest. So until then, guys, Appreciate everybody reading, listening, and subscribing to Go 24-7. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.